Hey guys, you are listening to Let's Pause with Nui and your girl Lola. So we're going to be talking about all things love, life, right through to entrepreneurship and popular culture. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Pause. And today's one is going to be really, really interesting for all you kind of like sport fanatics out there. Yeah. We've got someone brilliant on here today. Yes, we do. We have... We have um, Shagun Jegede, and he is a sports, media and entertainment consultant with a background in business, economics and mental health well-being. He is the owner of Upmost Limited, where he provides services as a sports agent and talent manager. Shegu, happy Woo! to have you here with us. <laughs> hi, hi, good, hi, Lola, how are you doing? You guys okay? We're good, yeah, how are you? Good. Fine, thanks for having me today. Thank, Thank you, you for accepting our request for you to join us today. Okay, so so thank you. So today we're just going to talk about pretty much sports, you know, like sport, but not having, you know, um, sports in the doing, but you're more on the behind the scenes kind of like sports person. So we want to get to know a bit more about, you know, about about you overall. What made you start up Upmost? What was your drive? What, what motivated you to start your agency? Well, I'm someone that has a lot of background in sports. I'm playing football. Uh, I did running at primary school and at secondary school. So I've always um, wondered what it entails to, um, you know, what athletes go through, especially anyone with um, talent. So um, there's a there's a niche market. When I say niche market, I mean there are other things that go go behind closed doors mm. at the back. And, uh, for talented people, mm. people see them performing on the pitch or whatever it is they're doing. They're, they're performing their, their their talent. There's a lot more, you know. There's the management side of things that things have to put in place for them. What they eat, um, I mean, how they prepare, mm. the support that is needed for them to go out and perform very well, uh, you know, within a, a close circle yeah. of management system. So I've always wondered why certain athletes or certain talented people don't thrive um maybe because of how they manage their funds or you know what they need to do in terms of concentrating or focusing on their talent itself you know and allowing other people to look after their affairs you know off the pitch if i, yeah. if I can use that word so this is why I, I started the company and i realized that um a lot of um, athletes and talented individuals mm. are getting to the level of where they should be. Mm. Especially from ethnic minorities, the representation, the proper representation is mm. not there. The know-how is not there. And then the overall support. For well, I felt I could bring something onto the table. Uh, you know, having been a sports person all my life, all the way from primary school, I played football, I've done a lot of running. And then the background side of things, you know, I brought my experience of, you know, someone that has been involved in, um, I've been studying business economics to mm-hmm. look at the business side of things and look at the performance side of things and look at the sponsorship, commercial, just the, the 360 running of, uh, of an athlete's um, um, career, really. That's mm-hmm. where I started it and it's been going well so far. Brilliant. So how long have you um, been running the agency for? I started off in March 2009. Oh, wow. 
So over yes. a decade. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But prior to that, I mean, I've had experiences doing a lot of things in entertainment, I've yeah. played football myself and sports. So when I started the agency, that's when it started. But overall, I have over 20 years experience, yeah. you know, mm. doing different entertainment and, and management for, for talented individuals. Mm. So it's a really nice transition, actually. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, your background in entertainment and then you kind of, you know, transitioned with your love of sports and mm. also even playing football and um, yeah. kind of being in that, you know, kind of almost entertainment celebrity mm. yeah. environment. Yeah, so you just kind of like mirrored it. Well, you've just merged, merged them together, haven't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because mm. the thing about sports, Matt, because as a, um, I would say as a black man, for example, the first thing, when everyone talks about sports, you're talking about either them being on the pitch or either them being in a basketball court, you know, on a court or in a field, something like that. So you don't really hear much about those behind the scenes, as in those who are making those moves, mm. making those, um, arranging those sponsorships, those commercials, all those business activities. So, so, so what kind of like, so from your world, from what you've seen so far, is that kind of like valid? Would you say that there's a lot more you know, black men or even women as well, you know, on, you know, a lot of them are pretty much focusing ma- mainly on the actually performance rather than the money-making side of or management piece. I think, uh, I mean, from my experience and expertise, there's a lot of gaps uh, within the industry because even a lot of athletes themselves are talented people. Mm. They don't understand what management is all about. Mm. <laughs> Side of the talented person is key. That's like the foundation of how they're going to become. Mm. That's that. On the pitch, off the pitch. On the pitch, meaning where they're doing the sports. Uh, and off the pitch, happen. You know, it's politics sometimes, other things that need to be in place, like the media, uh, how you deal with the media, do interviews obligations and so I myself I do a lot of things with the media. So I understand the concept of media management. Um, mm. a, a well represented athlete, talented person has to understand how the media has. Yeah. And how to uh, give interviews, has to understand how to reach out to the fans because the fans that watch uh, that support the talented individual, whether you're an entertainer or you're a sports person, they're the same ones that want to know what the individual is doing outside of their career. Say, for instance, you have a footballer that that's uh, that's very very prominent. When the footballer is playing on the pitch, the supporters and the fans out with them, and when they're not even playing, they're still supporting them whatever they do, which is why. Uh, uh, a sports person or an athlete that has a huge fan base needs to understand the management side of things, how to manage the fans, mm. how to reach across to them, um, and just to make life easier for themselves. So people need to understand what sports management is all about. You know, there is no athlete in the world that doesn't need sports management mm. because everything needs to be managed from you know, the contractual obligations, yeah. the media, mm. to commercial, to sponsorship, and their day-to-day lives. And the 
key decisions that they, they, they make, whether they're moving from one club to the other, or they, you know, they're doing different sponsorship deals or commercials, is very, very key. But the team around, you know, the talent mm. is what sort of helps the talent sort of grow. Yeah. You know, in everyday life, yes. Okay, Shebu, so what's a typical day for you? Well, that's a, that's a, well, I'm sorry for the right word to use now. I don't really have a typical day. Mm. Yeah. You know, you, I, mean, I mean, my job is, is so varied. Um, I've got clients in Switzerland. I've got clients in China, mm-hmm. in Nigeria, in England, St. Kitts. Oh, wow, um, worldwide. So, and in America as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and different other parts of the world as well. So, uh, what I would do on a, on a typical day could be I could be on a telephone call, speaking to one client, trying to find out what's going on with the the last game or the next move we're, we're trying to make. Yeah. Um, another thing that could happen, you know, I've got emails to respond to on on a regular basis, sometimes mm. two times, three times or more in a day. Mm-hmm. So it could be anything. But um, I, I do is when I take on a new client, uh, I, I create what I have, what I call a pathway for them. Yeah. A pathway being that uh, what we're going to achieve in the next uh, three months, six months, one year, and it's usually two years. Mm. So, but on a monthly basis, uh, we sort of review it. So, mm. I have that with all my clients, especially the young ones, because the young ones need a lot of guidance. Mm. Uh, I've got clients as young as 15, 16 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. When you're getting into um, sports, especially, they start early. Yeah. Of, yeah, a lot of the athletes, by the time they're 16, 17, 18, by 17, they know they're going to be professional. Yeah. Mm. So, you start working on them early. So, that, 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 you know, I don't think I, I can say I have something like a typical day because mm. it could be anything. It could range from a phone call to respond to email or going to yeah. watch a match. Yeah. Attending to the parents or the families, uh, you, you know, of my yeah. time. So it's kind of like writing things happen quickly. Yeah. Um, on a day to day basis. So, yeah. but because I have, you know, uh, a lot of experience and expertise. I know how to sort of identify the needs of each client on a regular basis. Yeah. Mm. And then, uh, you know, sometimes I, I go to schools and do some educational consultancy as well, you know, with, with, with kids just sort of empower them mm. and uh, help them with the information necessary for them from early ages, as, as early as 15. Yeah. So that they know you know, they're going to face it later on in life. And sometimes I take some of my clients uh, from a football club and, you know, within the same age range, to sort of show them that, listen, this person started playing football, for instance, when they were five or six years old. Mm. Now they're 16. Mm. They're still learning. They still want to push forward. You can be like them. You may not be playing football or you may not be doing any other, you may not have a talent that you haven't, that you may not have discovered right now. Or you can use your education to channel um, the prospect of creating a good pathway and a career pathway for you. So yeah. sometimes, you know, uh, uh, people need a reference point. They need to see people like themselves. And that's yeah. part of what we do at utmost as well. Yeah, that's really, really good, actually. Um, you touched upon, you know, like you have clients as young as like, what's 15, 16? Yeah. 
what yes. kind of advice do you kind of give them you know like they're starting out they're you know they're still young young minds mm. um quite impressionable um how do you kind of you know kind of help them you know navigate yeah. this navigate kind of new them. world yeah um, I, basically what what i do is i just let them know that they have to stay focused mm. yeah and there's no there's nothing wrong in failure. Failure is part of success. Mm. You know, the oh, more you that. fail, you keep mm. trying, you keep getting up, you keep trying. Everybody's yeah. failed. And failure to someone or to A is success to B. So yeah. it varies. It depends on how they see it. So the most important thing is, you know, the consistency in life. Whatever you do, whether it be it in sports, whether it be in education, even mm. day-to-day living, yeah is very very key and mm. nothing happens overnight Rome wasn't built in a day mm. especially when the clients are young like that you yeah. have to sort of what i do is i keep banging it i keep explaining to them i keep telling them stories about some of the heroes they've seen maybe people they see on tv that sports people like them and what i try and use i use reference points mm. you know you have a young footballer that just started playing that they're 15 years old they're gonna have a club to support Mm. They have they have a player that they like, so sometimes I use that. And you know, there's been so many times that you know their favorite players. I actually know them personally. Mm. You know, I know their story because I'm within the industry. I yeah. know what they've been through. So I tell them stories and I keep encouraging them. And I work with the parents as well mm. because they're still under age. And so there's a lot of work that goes around the clock with that working with the parents, letting the parent understand now that. You have a potential talent in your hand and a potential superstar. This mm. is how you cater to their needs. This is these are the kind of things you say to them. This is how you put them in the pathway of success. Yeah. And success, like I said earlier on, it doesn't come overnight. Mm. It comes with a lot of smart work. Mm. If you work smart, there's a lot of hard work in it. So mm. by working smart, you're working hard and you're achieving your aims. And because talent alone doesn't do anything doesn't do anything in life. That's true. You have to keep working and understand. So this is how I I work with the, um, the with the young ones. Um, mm. So by the time they're 16, 17, 18, they 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 start to visualize and start to realize what um, is in front of them, and they know how professional they have to be. That's really good because I think as a um, as a sports agent. You need to be mentally, um, what's the word? You need to have that mental capacity to, if you come across someone, you know how to inspire them, how to encourage them, how to get them going so that they know that if, if, they, go into, if they go into a match, for example, if they fail, it's not the end of the world, they will start again tomorrow, that kind of thing. So you as an individual, you have to be as well that way, you know, inclined so that, if they come to you and they feel that way, you know the, the right words to try and get them up and going again. And that's, try, I think, the key, um, a key skill to have as an agent, would you, would you say? Yeah? Absolutely. Mm. You have to be able to inspire people. You have to be able to motivate them. Yeah. Because I even think as uh, us, as individuals, sometimes, you know, you, you wake up, you don't want to do anything. You know, you you just feel like, oh, today's one of those days where you just want to, you know, just relax. But you have to. And as a sport person, you just have to just get up. Yeah. You have to get up 
and you have to go and compete. Mm. So when you have to compete with other people, that takes more energy, it takes more mental strength. Yeah. A lot of mental strength needs to be applied when uh, athletes are performing their duties. Mm. And when you work with athletes, uh, you know, as, a, as an agent or, as, you know, as a manager, mm. uh, you know, you need a lot of mental strength because you need to be able to give them that energy and let them understand what they can get from them. You said that if your mind ain't right, the game's not going to be right. You know, so the mind and the game is yeah. that connection. So if your mind is all over the place, then you know, for, you know, without a shadow of doubt, that game's going to be a mess. So the mind needs to be right for that game to be right. And it's true. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to have that stamina. Yeah. For you to, to to take control of of your of your game and and, and your career as a, as a whole, otherwise, you know, you'd be failing at every game you're in, isn't yeah. it? If your mind's not right. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. Hmm. Definitely. So, how do you stay? How do you motivate yourself? You know, to motivate others, <laughs> because you need to be okay. on your A game. Yeah. <laughs> So how you do you know, stay motivated? you know, um, how can I put it? You know, the, the key thing, the key thing is, like I say, is the stamina. Mm. Is the stamina in the motivation. You know, if I can use that in uh, simple terms, the stamina and the motivation means how long you can keep yourself motivated for. And keeping yourself motivated doesn't actually mean the motivation is there. It's just... Just believing. Yeah. Out of nothing, you grasp and you hold on to your belief and think, I can do this. Because what happens sometimes is I work with clients whereby, you know, they're not really uh, performing to the level where they're supposed to perform. Um, sometimes, especially, you know, some of the clients are young as well. You, you, you hope they can take six or seven things out of ten you, you, you've given them. You know advices and what they need to do to stay professional to stay fit and sometimes that's not happening you know it can be you know it, it can not, not frustrating but it can sort of take your time off other things that you're supposed to be doing yeah that's part of it comes with the tension of the job so what i do is i have key things that i look at for trigger points i call them trigger points that i look at for you know I set up set up targets for each client. You know what they're supposed to be doing in the next in the next three months. Where they're supposed to be. Sometimes I have to go and watch their games, and um, sometimes I can't watch the game. But by talking to them and asking them questions, I I understand um, what is going on. I'll give you a perfect example. I've got a young client um, that. Uh, you know, when they turn 16, they give them, they make them scholars, which is they make, they give them scholarships. So they're playing football and then they, they're schooling, mm. you know, with the football club. Okay. So the first year of scholar, one of the best, is ages under, it was spent for the under 18s, but then they promoted into the under 23, so it was spent under 18s and under 20. So it was one of the best, top, top two, top three in his, in his age group. Mm-hmm. So I had to prepare for the next season, which is when it becomes a second year scholar. That's what we call it in football, you know. So second year scholar now you know, is one of the best first game that and I told him before, you know, the season started that, you know, this is going to be a very, very competitive season. It's going to be very interesting, you know, 
You need to keep working. Mm. Don't rely on your talent alone. You have to just understand that sometimes things will be smooth, sometimes things will be rough. And the first game, they didn't play him. He was shocked. It took him by surprise because he started every game before then. And yeah. he was injured throughout the season. So he played every game. He played it on the 23s, played it on the, on the 18th. Yeah. First game, he wasn't playing. Second game, he wasn't playing. He was furious. So I just sort of explained to him that, listen, I told you that this might happen. Now is the time for you to come out with your mental strength. You need to stay focused, keep playing, keep supporting the team, playing not on the pitch, but playing by the side. Yeah. The but no footballer wants to sit on the bench. No. The identity is always there. So first game is in play, second game is in play, third game is in play. But then the fourth game he played. He was the first one to message me and say, thank you for helping me because I didn't lose it. Because if you had, and sometimes a lot of the ethnic minority players, especially the black and African players, yeah. there's always this tag sometimes that they've got bad attitudes, mm. which is not always the case because they're still young, they're under 18. Mm. It's just the right guidance. Yeah. What to, I know to support them that they need sometimes. Imagine um, that the person I'm talking to you about, if I didn't, you know, he didn't have someone like myself to say to him, listen, just keep training. Yeah. How did you train today? And some of the things he did that, did, that were not up to scratch, I told him, even though I wasn't there, because I know the right question to ask to get the right answers. Yeah. Now he's playing, even the first game you know, he played, um, he came in as a selfish, they lost. So I said, next game you need to be part of the winning team. So those so key was like that. Mm. So me telling them you need to be part of a winning team, meaning you need to go out there, try your best and make sure you put in the best effort you can do so yeah. that the team can win. And they've won. Because mm. I watched a documentary a few years back where they were talking to um, like some retired footballers and a lot of them were kind of, you know, getting depressed because they felt that, you know, these are people in their early 30s who now, you know, they no longer have their footballing careers and a lot of them were... You know, kind of depressed in terms of what direction do they go in mm, with their life. Mm. So, do you kind of, you know, after their careers, they're kind of like support in place now? Yes, you? yeah. I mean, what we do at Upmost, because I have a background of uh, social work. Um, okay. And um, a lot of, there's a lot of psychology involved in football. Yeah. Mm. So, what we do is um, we help them with education. And education just doesn't mean going to school. Mm. Education about what people don't talk about. Mm. You know, what you invest in your money. Some of the, uh, the, the, the young ones that I have right now, that they're scholars. When they're scholars, when they've been given scholarship, the club pays them. What I say to them, or what I encourage them to do is to save 60 to 70% of their income because they don't really use it on anything anyway. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah. They don't really need to spend money on anything right now mm. because it sort of provides a lot of things for them. Some of them are in accommodation provided by the club. Yeah. Uh, you so know, no rent. Live, uh, <laughs> like a family that's near the training ground. Yeah. That can go to the, take them to the training matches to and fro. Mm. And then we can they go to their parents. Mm. So everything is provided for them. So the money they're giving to them, they might as well just save it. Of course. So yeah. we encourage them to do that, you know, and then we teach them and train them, um, you know, how to always, always save. Save for the rainy day. And as time goes on, we teach them how to invest the money. Yeah. Mm. You know, how to make it. Because as a, as a talented person, everything just keeps flashing. 
they yeah. people flash things at them, <laughs> you know, the cars, um, just different things. And the money, when the money is there, they 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 tempted to just spend it. Yeah. So it's a lot of things to take in for mm. one person sometimes when you look at it. So which is where we sort of cater for all these needs and we give them information. So to be four and is before one. Um so those are the things that we sort of help them. So by the time they're finishing their careers, they know like the ones we have the utmost that we look after, you know, for on a on a regular basis, we ask them what they will have done if they're not footballers or what they're gonna do after football. Mm, yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. You, you find out that a lot of footballers don't really know. It's I know true. footballers right now they're in their prime, they're doing very well, they're not sure what they're gonna do. Which is why depression sets in. Yeah. Because when they finish playing football, even while they're playing. If there's like an injury or they're not getting the team, they're depressed. Yeah. Because they don't know what to do with themselves. They're used to that having that adrenaline, getting on the pitch, playing football, running from A to B, doing things, coming back, relaxing, mm. sleeping, going back to training, you know, and they you know, it's a continuous process. So when they just stop, sometimes unfortunately football just stops, either from injury or something just happens, they can't get to that level of, you know, yeah. uh, competitiveness again. Yeah. They can't compete at the highest level. Yeah. Things just start going down. So these are the things, you know, mentally and gradually we start to sort of make them aware of and to explain to them that, you know what, football is not forever. Yeah. It's, not yeah. Gonna, it's, it's a career that doesn't last forever. So what do you want to do after that? Do you want to go into management? Do you want to go, you know, do you, do you have any other uh you know thing you would like to do do you want to go into education do you want to study yeah so and all these things are there it's just the support that needs to be given to this sport professionals you know and some of them while they're playing football they find their passion in different things i'm going to media mm. we do media management and media training utmost as well so you know for on a regular basis some of the young ones you know we sit them down ask them questions tell them how to answer questions support them with um, interviews, get them interviewed, and then gradually they begin to understand the process. Lesson with, you know, with, the, with the footballers now, you have to talk, we have to talk to the club on a regular basis, we have yeah. to ask questions. The balance always has to be there. Hmm. So it, it's, been, uh, but it's been challenging as well, because sometimes, you know, you're trying to get some things done, other things are cropping up, and you have to understand how to you know, divide the timing. Yeah. each client because you have to keep everybody happy of course yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that sometimes that can be challenging but we always find solutions you know in as much as you can ask the right questions you can get the right answers yeah so that's what we, 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 we try our very very best to keep all our clients satisfied that's actually level. yeah that's really good obviously you, you know your company is really really successful what advice would you give kind of, you know, um, up and coming entrepreneurs who kind of, you know, basically want to get into kind of the sports agency world? What, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, you know, the most important thing is consistency. You have to be consistent because um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm. Um, and especially the, the sport agency or talent management you know, industry is very, very Competitive. competitive yeah you know it's like um, cutthroat isn't it <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people already involved in it mm. a lot of experience with decades of experience mm. you know so the most important thing is to believe 
in oneself, believe in your ability. You can try something like 10 times, it doesn't work. The 11th time it might work, but if you had stopped mm. at the 10th time, how would you know? So you keep knocking, you keep trying, you keep, you know, changing how you do certain things. If, you know, A doesn't work, try B, try C. And after a while you, you find a, a winning formula, you know. But there's nothing that, uh, that works well as working smart and working hard. Yeah. You know, that's the key thing. Consistency is very, very key, they say. And that's what we, we do at utmost. So for anybody out there that's looking to do anything in life, you know, whether it be business or, you know, career pathway, whatever it is, you have to be consistent and you have to believe in yourself because a lot of people will doubt you. And mm. it happens to everybody, even yeah. I myself. Yeah. still doubt sometimes are like okay are you sure you can do this what have you done want to see this up to they start finding out and sometimes you know i don't get to know all these things until when they come and people come and tell me that listen we've been watching you for a while this is yeah. what we thought you couldn't do this but then we found out that you've you have a track record of always doing things like this and sometimes Certain things work out, certain things don't work out. Mm. Well, you have to always hold on to the positives, not the negatives. Because if you hold on to the negatives, you're not going to do anything. No. And take risk. Yeah. Risk, you know, in, in literal terms, people just think taking risk is just doing things that you're not capable of doing. No. Taking risk is actually having confidence and believing that, you know what, I can do this. I need to give myself a chance. Giving yourself a chance can be risky. Sometimes. Yeah, that's because true. you're going through unknown waters, but it just means you just have to have more confidence. And how are you going to find out if you can do it if you don't try it? Yeah, you know. So I started almost, you know, uh, having confidence in myself, believing and knowing that, you know, this is what I, you know, I want to do. Yeah, this is how I'm going to do. I didn't know how to start it. Mm-hmm. You know, at first when I thought of it, but then I kept following my dreams. I kept chasing, and um, everything, everything is come to place. Now. And I'm still not where I want to be because I still want to achieve more. I want to, you know, keep the bar and mm. raise it more. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's a learning curve for everyone. Yeah. So what I would say to anyone out there trying to do anything is just to stay focused, be confident in yourself. And uh, be consistent and keep forging ahead. One wasn't built in a day. Exactly. Yeah. As they say, feel the fear, but do it anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, no, I think the, the conversation has been great. So, you know, just the, 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 the nuggets you've shared with us has been really fantastic. And so, what we do on our show, we have something that we call the three pillars. So, what we ask our guests is that if they can share three words, that three words, whether it's you know good, bad, ugly, whatever, something three words that, that has a meaning to you, you know, on your, on this journey that you've been on as a sports um, agent or running your business utmost. So, what are the three key words that has has meant something to you? Confidence, consistency, mm-hmm. yeah, positivity. Okay, no, cool. I like that. Yeah, very nice. Positive. Those are the three words for me that's mm. kept me going up till now. That's good. So confidence, consistency, positivity. Yes, <laughs> love, that's it. Good. <laughs> love it. Good. Love it. Shagun, you know what? You've been brilliant. 
really, really brilliant. I hope Absolutely. people listening are, yeah. you know, just inspired by this conversation. Yeah. Um, for the entrepreneurs, the budding entrepreneurs out yeah, there. Who want to get into the world of sports management. <laughs> or even I business, think, because I yeah. think a lot of the advice you've given is, is overall, for any business. It? Yeah. it can be applied to any business. Exactly. You know, being confident, being yeah. consistent, yeah. and being positive. I think um, yeah. you know, many people... You need those skills to get it to thrive in any, any whether business. it's sports or whether it's finance or whatever it is you want to do. You need those key, key skills, don't you? Absolutely, and I, and I want to commend you guys as well for doing this because um, it's a it's a it's a good thing. Thank you. Information can be shared for people to learn and to grow and to believe in themselves. Yeah. And uh, you guys are doing a very very good job. So keep it up. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We're trying. <laughs> We're not trying. Is when you want to do something, you're doing you're it. Doing yeah, it. we're doing it. It's you're true. Doing it. In the thick of things, you're in the mix. So yeah, that's don't right. Beyond trying, you, mm. you attain that <laughs> level of achievement that a lot of people want to do. Yeah. You know, once you start doing something, you're, you're, you know, you're thriving. So well done to you, to you, to you folks. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. So for Thank any you. kind of, you know, budding athletes, you know, listening, where would they be able to find you? You know, if they want to kind of, you know, get in contact with you. Um, yeah. Well, okay. What's your handle? We're, we're yeah. utmost um, on all social media. Utmost is U-T-M-O-S-T-T. Okay. Utmost. So on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, yeah, you can check us out. You see a lot of the things that we do on all those platforms, LinkedIn. And if you want to reach out to us, it's info, I N F O, at utmost.com. U T M O S double T, utmost.com. Brilliant. You can reach us uh, on all those platforms. Okay, thank you so much, Shagan, for your time today and sharing the, these amazing tips and nuggets for our audience. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Stay blessed. Thank you. You, you too. too. Yeah, for everybody listening, keep it locked on. Let's pause. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Shakud. Bye. 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 That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was um that was really good. That was good, really actually. good. Yeah, there was so I think yeah, being a sports management is something, it's, it's, it's a mental job, <laughs> psychological job, you know, because yeah. to be a person who can motivate somebody else, you, know, you need mm. to be grounded in yourself, isn't it? Definitely. And I like what um, mm. Shekel's doing with Utmost. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a holistic approach. It is, isn't it? 360, you're yeah. looking at the well-being, you're yeah. looking at the physical side, you're yeah. looking at their diet. Yeah, um, everything. The management, the commercials, yeah, exactly. like everything. Every aspect of that individual as an athlete, yeah, they're just—it's like a whole, it's the, the entire, you know, the whole shebang, really. And so, because some of these agents, as you said earlier, about you know, once they get out of their, uh, once they finish their career, and they're now post football career or whatever, or whatever yeah. they get, they fall into a funk. It's either depression mm. or whether it's, you know, addiction, whatever it is. And yeah. and, and again, it's because maybe those agents that are around them was just yeah. like sharks like what can and I, you get and I think sometimes it's sometimes that mm. they don't know what to do so yeah. it sounds with like kind of what Shegel's doing is there's some education exactly. behind it about look, yeah. you know your career is going to be this long exactly. but there is some 
you know, there's another there's path else that you can do after. afterwards, like yeah. media, even if they yeah. want to become exactly. managers. Yeah. It's, all, it's almost like there's just a diff- another path. Yeah. It doesn't just stop at whatever just stop sport at they're doing. When they finish playing. Yeah, no, that's, and I think it's needed because as, as we see them, we see, you know, we all see athletes as gods. They can mm. do it all, be it all. But we tend to forget that they are actually, they are actually human beings, you know. Yeah. They are, they, they do have their moments of weakness, their moments of pain and anger and all these that feelings. Yeah. So they need to have that holistic approach, you know, when they are in that time of play. And it's great what Upmost is doing. I think it's fantastic. But uh, but no, it was, I really enjoyed this talk. What, what about you? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. It was motivational. It was inspirational. Yeah. I just hope that, you know, people listening, they kind of, you know, um, get some also get some you know wisdom from it yeah so if you're a, a, an athlete right now you're trying to figure out who to sign up with you know think also about not just think about the money the benjamins as they say <laughs> but also think about you know the um your mental well-being your psychological well-being which is quite key isn't it yeah definitely and i think just from a business perspective entrepreneurship mm. it doesn't you know have to be sports management i think a lot of the points that sugar made um, especially at the very everything end, with you know mm. confidence consistency and positivity I yeah think we can use a lot of that in any any business exactly exactly so that's another exciting episode today isn't it so yeah so yeah. keep it locked in with let's pause guys yes yes so have a good day